Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back, Nature Nerds, to another full episode of You're Gonna Die Out There. This is Megan. I'm sitting across from my co-host, Jen. Yes, a full... Full, full cream. 100%. 100% heavy. <laughs> Real quick, Jen. I want to... Oh, man. You know, I don't have my phone in front of me, and there was <laughs> a person on Instagram who was uh-huh. like, you guys need to listen to Heart Starts Pounding. It's, oh, yeah. I listened to some of them. Did you listen them. to some? Yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah. They're not bad. I, I mean, obviously, she has, like, a crew of people helping her, but, like, yeah, no, the stories are great. Yeah. But they're kind of, like, ghosty, cryptidy, yeah. you know, creepy I've only stories. listened to two, I two think. Two of them? Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to—I originally was thinking to do an episode on this, uh-huh. but I think it's her most recent episode where she talks about this Japanese guy uh-huh. who is part of a reality TV show in the 90s. And I had never heard of this before, and I do not remember the name of it, but you guys should go listen to that episode. But it's about this guy that essentially they take to a room. He So he gets selected out of a group of—he uh, is a comedian, and they're all comedians who, like, apply for this reality show. And it was, like, 1995 or 98 or something like that. Anyway, uh-huh. and he goes, and they interview, and he gets selected, and they take him to an apartment. And in the apartment, there's, like, nothing in the apartment. It's just, like, a stove, top, you know, burner. There's, like, a toilet. There's, like, I don't even think there's, like, a bed. I can't remember. Anyway, they make him strip down. And then during that time in Like, completely naked? Completely naked. Completely Uh naked. And during that time in Japan, there were, like, all these sweepstakes. Like, there was this thing that people were like, oh, you could live off of the winnings from sweepstakes. So they give him a stack of postcards. And he enters in magazines and uh-huh. he enters all of the sweepstakes possible and he doesn't get any money. He doesn't get any food from them. No clothes, no nothing. He just enters sweepstakes contests. Like uh-huh. the only thing he really has access to is water. And uh-huh. it's like two weeks into him being in this room by himself. Naked. Naked. Cameras are on him all the time, but he doesn't know it. Okay. That he finally gets something in the mail that he can like eat. Like jelly, I think it was. Oh my gosh. It's insane. It's an insane story. You should go listen to it. That is not even the most insane part of it. And I was like, could we even do an episode on this? But it's not really like nature. There's nothing naturey about it. It's definitely like survival. <laughs> uh-huh. But also very... not. It's so she does a really great job on it. You guys should go listen to this free. I was listening to it in the car with my son. We were like, oh my God. Is it a more recent one? Yeah, more recent. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's about the Japanese reality TV show, and I cannot remember the name of it. So I went back and I listened to their first one, which I always think is not fair right. for any podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not cool. Right. Like, you can't. Don't do it, you guys. No, I'm just so that's why I always hate when people say, oh, you have a podcast? So I'm going to listen. I'm and like, they start at number I'm one. Like, Don't go back to You're the like, beginning. start at number 25. Anything past 20. <laughs> yeah. You're probably okay. It's probably better. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> anyway, I I was like, why did I do that? But it was, it's also a way to like, when you, I kind of like to start at the beginning and see mm-hmm. how a podcast grows. Yeah. And the hosts grow over time and, you yeah. know, pull it together. But anyway, Hers but is, even the first one was good. Oh yeah. It's super well produced. Yeah. And just like ours. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
We're really good at this podcasting. Uh, good times. Anyway, yeah, you guys go check that out. Heart starts pounding. The intro is a little creepy to me because it has like a really breathy thing, and it's like. <sighs> <laughs> and if you're, I'm like, just surprised you're listening loud. to anything ghosty. Yeah, I don't know. I got into I got into this like. Thing I feel like I that like, message was for me. Yeah, just probably, yeah. probably. Because yeah. I love ghosty more than stuff. more than likely. And I was like, oh, I'll go check it out. <laughs> but the first episode that I listened to was that Japanese man. I was like, this podcast is amazing. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So and she has some Appalachian story ones that are. Really oh yeah, good, yeah, really nice. Good. Anyway, oh that would be cool. Yeah. Maybe we out. can pick up, we can steal some stuff. Oh, for sure. I was like, for our Halloween episode. Absolutely. Which is just around the corner. I was at the it's, store. There's Halloween decorations. It's already out. There's I Get your like, candy now. Wow. Get it now. It's hard on Guam because the weather never changes. Yeah. Either rains a little more or it, it doesn't. Right. And you're like, is it getting closer to, I don't even but know. But this year, we're just having a slew of storms pass by <sighs> all around. Like they're forming over us or around us or moving around. All the so time. I'm counting them because I'm waiting until we get yeah. to the magic number eight <laughs> and then hopefully it'll stop. Right. But it's funny that you were talking about listening to a podcast and having a story because that's exactly what I have today. Oh, oh yeah, so. interesting. But even more interesting, I was listening to our podcast <laughs> again. Yeah. So fine. I just, the nature nugget that I did, I went back and listened to the episode because about orcas, because I wanted to see what I talked about Yeah, already. So I didn't yeah. go repeat yourself, repeat it too much. But this one, I don't remember why, but I went back and I listened to the beaver episode. <laughs> there was something that came up that made me think of it. And I'm yeah. like, was that episode as funny as I remember? Yeah. And it was. It, that episode is really hilarious. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying you should... She go listen to it if you it, haven't already. Yeah. Organically hilarious. Yes. So I went back and I listened to it. And is one of your dogs dreaming right now? I think Sabers is dreaming. Oh, Hold oh on a he second. is. No, he is. Oh, oh. Sabers, you're Wake okay. Up. Oh, there he woke up. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> he's like having a. He was having some anxiety <laughs> in his dream. But anyway, so while I was listening to it, I realized that I talked about that at the time I was listening to Dateline. Her, 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 <laughs> then Sammy, my other dog, is scratching. He's, she's leaning against my chair and scratching, and, scratching and I'm just like shaking. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, sorry. Continue. Dateline. Dogs. Dateline. So I was listening to Dateline back yeah. to back, right? Because oh, I was catching up on like 300 episodes. <laughs> yes. And now I'm all caught up. Yeah. But this was back in, I believe, oh, it was in January. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was in January of this year. And so now I'm all caught up. And and then I went back and listened to this this V episode, and I was like, oh, I'm listening to Dateline, and there was a story about an an owl possibly being the reason why this lady fell down the stairs and died, but the husband got accused of it, and you were like, oh yeah, that story, yeah, that story, and yeah. so and I was like, yeah, I'm totally gonna do an episode about owls, yeah, and then here we are, seven months later, <laughs> because yes. I promptly forgot. That's amazing, and now I'm gonna talk about owls, but I'm gonna talk about that story. Because it was it was really interesting. It is. The whole thing. So many theories. So it's the Peterson case. Right. It goes like this. Okay. So on December 9th, 2001, in Durham, North Carolina, Kathleen Peterson was found by her husband, Michael Peterson, at the bottom of their staircase at their home. Mm -hmm. He was charged pretty quickly with first-degree murder. They said it was not a fall, but he had, in fact, beaten her to death with a fireplace tool known as a blow poke. Like, yeah, I know what a blow poke is. 
Is that um, the pointy one? That's a pointy one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like typical murder yeah. weapon. Yeah. And he was found guilty at trial. There went to trial. He was found guilty, sentenced to life in prison. Eight years later, he was granted a new trial when def- his defense experts claimed the blood spatter patterns didn't match that scenario. Right, right. That's that, back when blood spatter was like a thing people still did. Right. It was like teeth imprints. It's right, like right. if you watch Forensic Files, yes, which I love Forensic so Files, good. the old school ones. So good. A lot of those cases got turned around, right? <laughs> yeah. And the supposed that murder weapon that they they claimed he hit her with, when mm-hmm. they found it. Because they couldn't find it, I guess. And oh, they were like, he hit it, it, but they like found it in like the basement. Yeah. yeah. And so he it was ruled out. I'm sure a lot of you have seen this covered because there's like a whole 12 part series about it his attorney had said no 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 she just she was drinking wine she had had some other medications air quotes in her system (laughs) some like xanax i don't know sure what yeah Yeah. she she had just fallen down the stairs Mm. but she had all these crazy lacerations on her head that didn't make sense it was like there were cuts on her heads and there was just a lot of blood right those were the things that they couldn't quite piece together so then his neighbor his real life neighbor yeah this guy larry pollard came up with the owl theory yeah and it wasn't until the problem is is he came up with it kind of late after the the trial was already like almost over (laughs) so this was the second trial yeah so the theory was that kathleen peterson was heading back to the house. Like, they were outside drinking wine. Mm-hmm. And she went back to the house. And this an owl, specifically a barred owl, oh. swooped down, struck her in the head, dug its talons into her scalp. And she moved inside to get away from the bird. Mm-hmm. And that was why there was a little bit of blood outside. She also, like I mentioned, she had been they had been drinking some mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. She had a little muscle relaxers. No big deal. As one does. A little anti-anxiety medication. Sure, sure, sure. It happens uh, in her system. So combined, I mean, it's all good. Whatever. Sure. There's zero judgment here. You have a prescription for it? Okay. But being with all that in her system, uh-huh. she was a little woozy. I mean, I have one glass of wine and I'm I'm good. I smell alcohol. <laughs> And, and you're woozy. I got to take a nap. <laughs> right. So, and she, you know, if she had just been attacked... Mm-hmm. by an owl she was scared freaking out and the wooziness she tried to go upstairs to probably take care of herself she yeah. slipped fell backwards and died right and she injured herself real bad on that fall and then her husband came back in a while later because he was outside and then found her like that mm-hmm. honestly when i listened to him on the day i didn't watch the documentary episode, yeah <clears throat> but when I listened to the Dateline episode, which they did talk to him, I, yeah. I, mean, I have to say, I believed him. It sounds him. logical. Yeah, it's I true. I believed him. I had a really hard time, especially, I, I, it's like you don't want to believe the owl defense, but also, I've handled owls before. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. And the neighbor was the one who's like, there's all this... This is a thing. We have an owl menacing the neighborhood. And also, what did I say? When was this? In December. So that's pretty close to their, and I'll talk about it later, their okay. breeding time. Oh, oh, yeah. Also, there was evidence. She had microscopic owl feathers, along with some of her own hair, in her hand. Oh, yeah. So hair that was pulled out from the root of her head. That's what pull, the neighbor had said. 
So he theorized that she had basically yanked her own hair to try and get the owl out of her hair. It's like bats in your hair. Yeah. I mean, not funny. But also, yeah. But also. (laughs) And the wounds themselves definitely looked like they were made by claws or talons. Mm -hmm. The way that they were like kind of equally or I guess sort of like equal depths. Yeah. Um, And also that owl attacks are not that uncommon, as I will (laughs) tell you. And when this Dateline covered the case, they found this another person locally who had also recently had been attacked by an owl and it was caught on surveillance cameras. I mean, surveillance cameras. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you don't want that stuff caught on surveillance sure. camera. Yeah. But when it, like those, the whenever you see people walking and there's like a group of Canadian geese. <laughs> yeah, it's so embarrassing. It's pretty good. But... In, in this case, that man said it felt like he had been hit with a baseball bat and it yeah. bled a lot. And he thought he was going to lose an eye. For sure. Yeah, it was a bad. It was a bad attack. So the owl theory never actually made it to court because it was too late in the game. And his defense attorneys were like, we haven't even talked about this. And we're already at our ending, you know, the end of the trial. Mm-hmm. We can't bring this new evidence in already. And so they kind of were like, this is... You know, they gave him a, a, the neighbor a lot of credit for coming up with it, but they mm-hmm. wished it had come in a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. So Michael Peterson agreed to an Alford plea, which is basically when um, you admit guilt, but no wrong. Th- it's like it's, it's like a guilty mm-hmm. plea, but you're saying I didn't do it. Right. Right. It's, it's like I'm guilty, but not guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just want it to be over with, but right. you're not claiming guilt. So he had already served eight years at that point, And so they let him go. Mm. They said time served you're good and so he didn't ever need to use the owl evidence Mm. so did an owl do it we'll talk about it oh excellent they spoke with during the second trial they spoke with kate davis a raptors of the rockies Uh which is a montana-based nonprofit, and Mm. she looked at all the evidence and she was convinced that it was an owl that had attacked kathleen peterson and then set into motion the events that would lead to her fall down the stairs and, right. and death. And the way she came to her decision was the placement of the wounds on her head matched exactly how an owl's talons would strike. The timing of the attack in December when owls are mating, highly territorial, mm-hmm. and the presence of the feather in her hand and the force of the impact. A 2014 study published in the Journal of Experimental Biology notes that owls weighing less than a pound can pounce onto a mouse with a force equivalent to 150 times the weight of the rodent. (laughs) So if, and that's, I guess it's the equivalent. It feels like being hit by a 13 ton truck to a mouse. Right. Um, so that's for an owl. But if it were to strike like a person, it basically feels like a blunt force trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Exactly. So Miss Peterson, Kathleen Peterson, weighed 120 pounds. And the bird in the owl, owl theory, the barred owl weighs about one to two, two and a half pounds and can fly up to speeds of 40 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, silently. Yes. So the truck analogy probably not going to happen for a, a human. But it can definitely cause that trauma. And the raptors are known to dive bomb humans when they feel threatened. So it's just, it it happens. For example, in 2015, there were a bunch of joggers in Salem, Oregon that I'm going to talk about (laughs) that that were getting getting dive bombed. She also said that the victim would have been taken by surprise. 
because of the shape of the owl's feathers, they're like serrated on one side. It's basically quiet. Yeah, they're silent. They're silent. Yeah. They, because of the way the feathers are. And we've all seen that video. Yeah, the, where they have like a hawk fly. And it's like, it's like a dove or something, wasn't yeah. it? Or, then an owl and it's like zero sound. Zero sound. It doesn't even register on the, on the audio. Right. Yeah. There was an interview with a rally news station where their neighbor, uh, Pollard, said that the other wounds that are on the body seem to give a compelling case that this has been done by an owl, he said. The injuries to the eyes and injuries to the elbows with the little pockmarks on her wrist, mm. all over her wrist, oh, yeah. are consistent with her having her hands over her head, holding onto her hair because something is grasping that yes. at her hair. Also, the timeline showed that Kathleen had been, you know, drinking wine with her husband by the backyard pool that night, then headed through the house into the front yard for whatever reasons. And that's where she was attacked and she was out of earshot and then walked back into the house. Like I said, the door was found or the blood was found by the doorsteps and smeared inside the door. And you know, then she fell. So basically it's like, it just makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I, so I worked at a nature center. I don't, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. And, um, aside like random story, someone in the recent training that I did, the BTS training worked at that same nature center. Weird. I was like, Hey, so we're here. And she's like, Oh my God, me too. And then we had like a, like wonderful little chat. So when I say I used to show owls, they were screech owls. Oh. And they're like super, super tiny. Uh-huh. But they had big owls there. They had like a barn owl. They had the horned owl. Like there were all these. Uh, and I would never want to do the bigger raptors because mm-hmm. of what they would talk about, the force of their grip. Yes. And that if you hold them the wrong way or you do something wrong, like you can get seriously injured. Yes. So I was fine with the screech owls, even though they also were very grippy. Uh, they were a little bit scary. <laughs> Sometimes, because birds are, uh, to me, they seem a little bit unpredictable. Like, I don't know what they're thinking, because I don't know. I'm not good at reading them. And then they just stare at you. They just stare at you with their light I have to throw this in, that owls remind me of cats, or cats remind me of owls in some ways. Hmm. They're stealthy? Just know their look. Oh, the way they... That kind of, like, big eye, like, kind of stare. Right, right, right. How they'll just stare at you and be like, why is there no food in my bowl? And they're, like, looking into your soul? Yeah. Like they're some little pointy ears, kind of like I don't yeah. know, like the face. There's mm-hmm. something about owls and cats. It's, it's true. also very Halloweeny. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, both of them. <laughs> and we'll we'll talk. I'll go into some more owl details, owl lore. So one of the attacks that I had mentioned, the 2015 one in Oregon, they ended up naming the people who had, there was like several victims of those strikes. Mm-hmm. And in the area, they were like asking people what it, what they should name this owl. Yeah. And they went through a variety of names oh, and no. the winner was Al Capone. <laughs> so, so who is, who is this Al Capone character? That's pretty funny. So that story is uh, in early 2015, there were barred owls that were dive bombing jugglers in the state capitals. It's a 90 acre bush pasture park. So a very popular place for people to go and run around. Yeah. One of the victims was 58-year-old surgeon Ron Jakes. And let me just pause and say, I saw this video, and it was called Ridiculous or something. And it's Anderson Cooper, yeah, CNN, yeah, does these, like, I don't know if it's on the channel, if it's YouTube only, mm-hmm. but these clips where he talks about things that he thinks are funny. And he was talking about this. Yeah. 
And they went to a clip because he's like, yeah, he was saying the same thing. This guy who's this surgeon, Ron Jakes, he's like, I guess he used to be a magician and now he's a surgeon. And he was like, but they showed this clip of this guy walking in this like metallic golden jumpsuit with like long hair, probably in his late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. Super eccentric, like Mm -hmm. very interesting. And Anders Cooper was like, was that the right clip? Or, like, <laughs> what clip are we like, using? Wait a minute. Is that is that who we're talking about? Or was that from another story? Yeah. It was kind of hilarious. You guys should watch it. That's anyway, amazing. so this guy was, he was jogging early in the morning, January 13th. And there was an initial swoop of a barred owl. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like silently snagged his stocking cap. And at the same time, pierced his head. Ugh. And Thinking he was being attacked, not knowing from what, and fearing for his life, he he sped up his run or walk, and he ended up running in circles and screaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, this. yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. And he told the Statesman Journal that he thought that he was having a stroke or maybe an aneurysm. <laughs> so he started going to the Salem Hospital, which was the closest hospital. He's a doctor. He should know. And then he got hit again. Oh. <laughs> Again, and at this point, he knew. Then he saw it was an owl, and had a near five foot wingspan. And it was like kind of, I guess, it was early in the morning, um, so there was like a little bit of light. And at first, he thought it was a bat before he realized it was, (laughs) yeah. So, but and he has long hair. I don't know. I don't know. But he was glad that it wasn't a human attacking him or some other. He was having some other issue, aneurysm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, "I guess." He went to the doctor. He was okay. I mean, he went to, he's a doctor. He went yeah. to another doctor. He was okay. <laughs> but according to Dave Craig, who's a biologist with the Willamette University, he said, when owls are nesting, they're really territorial. And great horned owls, as well as barred owls, often swoop down on people. But a very small percentage get clawed and attacked like that. At the time, the wildlife biologists in Oregon were like, just... Maybe people just, like, chill out because they're mating. Yeah. And it should end in about 60 days. Like, you just have a sign that's like, owls are doing it right now. There were. So, there were signs signs everywhere. And then, of course, the Al Capone. Yeah. So, later that year, the attacks started again. Oh, God. And this is in 2015. And by that time, people had T-shirts. There were some beers named after them, (laughs) after this, like, angry owl. And it's just, like, so Portlandia. That's amazing. Yeah. I kind of love it. Like, let's make some beer. Called Al Capone. Al Capone. So there's another story about a woman in Washington State that was attacked twice by a barred owl. This is an NPR from an NPR article. Yeah. Her name is Kirsten Matheson, and she was walking alone in the woods near her home in Hansville, Washington. Mm -hmm. And, of course, silently, she was attacked. (sighs) And she said it felt like getting punched in the back of the head by someone wearing rings. Jesus. She told NPR. Luckily, she got some photos and actually video oh. of the her attacker. It was a white barred owl because it was right outside her house. Yeah. So she probably was like, what the? And then, you know, got some some photos. The attack was unprompted. She's like, I didn't, I was just walking, just walking as she always does. Yeah. And in fact, she'd seen this owl before and there was never any problem. Like she was like, hello, owl friend. We're cool. When she got home, her boyfriend helped her like clean it up. It was like she was like bloody. There's pictures. Oh, God. Bloodied and cut. And she told him the story. And then with the urging of her friend, she went to the doctor to get a tetanus because you never know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she wasn't going to be like, she's like, I'm not going to stay in my house. I'm going to go out even though. 
I'm just going to avoid that area. Yeah, sure. I'm still going to go walking. I need Mm -hmm. to do that, but I won't go near that area. So this is a quote. I just was like, okay, I just won't walk that way for a few days. But then exactly a week later on the next uh, Saturday, I was on my driveway much closer to the house and same thing. (laughs) Oh, no. Wait a minute. Was it the same owl? Same owl. Shut up. This time it left five or six deeper cuts. And she was like really like bloodied up from that one. She did something to that owl. That owl is like vendetta. Yeah. Like, did she like take an owl egg and make an omelet or something? Like, I don't what know. was she doing? Yeah, exactly. And that's what she was thinking like, what is going on? So she went to Reddit. She said because she reached out to the local wildlife authorities, but they didn't respond. And some people on Reddit told her she was cursed. Others <laughs> said she was missing her Hogwarts acceptance letter. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, a lot of other people shared with her like other stories, like popular theories about like the death of Kathleen Peterson. Reddit. So I mean, Reddit, they Reddit it. Did, did Reddit is kind of the best. It's kind of the best. It's, so... it's kind of the worst, but also the best. <laughs> like, I don't think I would ever post something on Reddit that was like asking people for advice. Oh, or wow. like, have you ever gone to the Am I the Asshole Reddit? No. Subreddit? Oh, oh, it's so good. No. And my, so just good. the other day, my friend was like, A I H A A A I T A. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is she saying? I had to Am Google it. Yeah. And then I, told her i was like i had to google that i don't even know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so then she she found other stories where people in washington state and the area had been attacked by other aggressive barred owls there was a runner in west seattle which is where i used to live who posted a similar story on reddit and she had found a unique way to continue her runs without being attacked so she wears an owl mask on the back of her head. <laughs> I was going to say, does she just jog with like an owl, like a stuffed yes. owl on her? That is amazing. Yeah. So the city of SeaTac, which is like between, yeah, yeah. Be- yeah, yeah kind yeah. of West Seattle is like the furthest out uh, kind of Seattle. And then beyond that, it's like your SeaTac and then Tacoma. Right. But they put up a warning sign in a local park to warn visitors of the owl problem. They said barred owls are aggressive owls and they're highly territorial. This is coming from <laughs> Jonathan Slat. He's a wildlife biologist with the Wildlife Conservation Society. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had looked at a photo that she gave him to confirm that the animal was a barred owl. Like right, she sent right, the picture, right. like, this is the owl. She's this like, is the identify it. <laughs> She's like, why does he, why does it hate me? Traditionally, they nest in cavities of trees, but unfortunately, these owl human interactions mm-hmm. are more common because of deforestation, Jen. What? What? Developments? Development? What? 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 Uh, I've the, never heard of this, this the, thing. Right. <laughs> so the more you reduce places where owls can nest, mm. the more likely it's going to be nesting somewhere in close proximity so, to humans. So really, it's your own fault. Yeah. Why'd you have to live there? Anyway, (laughs) if there, and this is all coming from, again, from Jonathan Slatt, the wildlife biologist. Yeah. And he says, if they're kind of amped up and a fox walks by, a deer walks by, a human walks by, whatever, they'll pop down and try to chase it off. So it, since... She has altered her walking path altogether to avoid where the owl lives. She's also tried wearing a hat 
carrying an umbrella to protect against, you know, attacks on her head. I'm like, get the owl mask. I like that. I like the owl mask. Especially um, if you get a horned, the greater horned owl. Yeah, they're scared. Because they're scared of them. They're scared of it, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, get one of those. Like, level up. Like, don't just be a barred owl who looks the same. Like, level up. I know I'm really aging myself here. That's fine. But there used to be, sorry for all the noise in the background. Sammy, but yeah, my dog Sammy is having like a, I don't even know. She's We're having a moment. to ignore her. <laughs> but there was a time when, <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. So people of a certain age, please help me remember. But there was a time when you could get a Halloween costume and the top of the head, it was like a blow up. And you would basically have it on top of your head of a blow up character. <laughs> I think you're too. Young. That's I'm too. I'm too young for that, Jen. And it's oh, so weird. But it makes me think of when oh, was it down at the lake or somewhere we try to keep certain like birds away. Yeah, and you would get the blow up owl. Yeah, and put it up there or like a plastic one. A I mean, plastic I one plastic or a blow up one. one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. a greater horned owl. Greater horned owl yeah, every time. They are the they're like the upper echelon of uh, the badassy. Yeah, yes. owls. And so get one of those on your head, like a yeah. blow up one. Yeah. That would be amazing. You just have a strap on it and just like run. <laughs> just bounce while you're running. Just while you're running. It's fine. Then yeah. the other owl will be like, oh, she's already being attacked. It's cool. At some point, we're going to pause and I'm going to look up what that costume was. That's insane. Because I remember it being a little kid and I'm, you know, I'm like way into the 1900s. So it might, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, they had the, the wildlife biologists also had some. Oh, wait, I have to tell you one more quote from her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the girl, uh, Kirsten, she said, I don't want the owl to be put down or something. It's very beautiful. It's just a pretty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. like, did she say pretty or petty? <laughs> That's anyway. so good. And Jonathan Slatt, also a quote from him, he said, it's like some bad news. He said, I think she's doomed. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"What?" laughs> she's, been, um, she's been marked. But probably, as they mentioned, it's probably that the owl is nesting or pre, you know, pre breeding. Yeah. Right. The good news is it's seasonal, so the owl will eventually quit being so territorial. Hopefully, it's not like forever. This sort of works its way out, is according to the wildlife biologist. In the meantime, he suggested, yeah, same thing. She wear a hat, use an umbrella. This past March, actually, four people were treated at a hospital in where is this? Oh, in Ontario. Mm. And they were being attacked by a greater horned owl. Ooh. And that was in Killarney. Killarney Provincial... Like Killarney? Killarney, maybe? That sounds very Irish. Provincial Park. Mm. I don't know. It's in Ontario. Wouldn't that be like French? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who, I, knows? I, who knows? And then t- two others. So there were six people being attacked total from this article, but the two others didn't need medical attention. So... The province, they actually closed the park and the campgrounds, which it was like cabins, yurts, campsites, ski trails. And on March 10th, because the attacks were happening the week before, and they said they were going to open like within a week or something, just to give some time for the owls to like chill out. <laughs> um, they <laughs> also said downtime. that the owl appeared to be injured. Oh. And it might be why it was acting aggressively. And they were thinking that maybe it had attacked somebody and got injured from that person, that person right. trying to get it off. So, not cool. So, let's talk about owls. Let's talk about them. Like, let's you do know, it. like biology. You guys ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so, owls are on every continent except Antarctica, which makes sense. Usually the case. It would be crazy if there were like a penguin owl. <laughs> right. As well as like some other remote islands like Guam. <laughs> 
right? But didn't there, was there used to be? I feel like there was well, an owl. Okay, so there's the Hawaiian owl, the Pueo, yeah. right? It's like very mysterious. I feel like some of them, they the islands did have owls, but they don't anymore. Right, yeah. yeah. Let's just say that they did. <laughs> okay. Probably I'm they sure, did. I'm sure there's been an owl here. It's totally fine. Yeah. There's approximately 250 varieties of owls. Uh, like ranging around the globe that in various sizes and colors. They all like hunt various prey, live in, they live in a variety of nests and burrows. They're classified as strigiforms and they've been found in fossil res- records dating back to the time just before, I'm sorry, just after it's believed non-avian dinosaurs like T-Rex and Triceratops went extinct. Oh. So like around 66 million years ago. Dang. They're- Oh. That's why they're so wise. Yeah. Wait, what's a strigiform? I've never heard that before. Strigiforms. It's just like when you, if you look at it, like um, how they, it's like its own thing. Like it's so oh, separate okay. from all the other birds. Okay. Like they're really different. I got you. Yeah. And there's this other one. So all these owl biologists will be like, geez, get it together. But Augie Goptinix, <laughs> the oldest, Perfect. the oldest owl fossil on record was believed to have lived in present-day Colorado 61 oh. million years ago. Colorado, bro. Wow. Yeah. It's like, I really like Denver. It's really nice there. <laughs> I really like Denver omelets. I really like They're that delicious. the summers are just so nice. Yeah. You know, as you step out into the sun, it's like warm. <laughs> but if you go into the shade, it's cool. It's really beautiful. Low humidity. Owls can live to be up to 25 years old. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's not bad. Um, they're, as we know, they're primarily nocturnal hunters, although some do hunt during the day. They've adapted many spe- uh, specializations that allow them to be extremely effective hunters. They like feeding on rodents, like mice, voles, ground squirrels, or rabbits, and they can fly silently over large hunting areas, like hunting for human heads. Oh, God. Um, so <laughs> I just want to say that, like, you're describing these things, and if you took out the flying part, mm-hmm. they would be cats. That's what I'm saying. They hunt at night. Yeah. They're silent. They yeah. eat voles, like small mammals, like and all those, the little things. The eyes. The eyes. Yeah. Crazy. So they can be classified into two distinct groups or families, and they're known as Titanidae and Strigidae. Perfect. Strigidae's are most owls. So they have, you can tell because they have like a circular face. Oh, okay. Circular shaped face. Right. And the ones classified in the family Titanidae are like barn owls that have like a heart-shaped face. And also one of the most recognizable features of an owl is the hoot, which can be really scary at night. But others screech and are super screechy like barn (laughs) owls. And it's really creepy at night because they can make like hissing or rattling sounds Mm -hmm. in, in barns. It's at night. It's super creepy, especially like barn owls, which I'll talk a little bit about. But they're super like they just come out of the dark yeah and then vanish into the dark and they're really quiet and they can hear they can probably hear me talking right now in guam they're like why why are they talking about us are you guys talking about us we're gonna fly over there that's right we're gonna swoop you in. better watch your head jen <laughs> <laughs> also of course a group of owls is called a parliament i right? love it we knew I that and that was actually first coined by c.s lewis oh. in his chronicles of narnia it was used as a term to describe the gathering of a tribunal of owls who would meet to deliberate the Narnian business and legislation. Amazing. So there you go. And that, you know, obviously after you sell 100 million copies of something, it kind of takes off. Yeah. Right. The smallest owl is about the size of a soda can. Yes. Whereas the largest owls in the world are about the size of a fire hydrant. 
So that's kind of helpful that's, that's to think pretty, about. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, the screech owls. Yeah, about the size of a soda can. So they say the Blakiston's fish owl, which is endangered and has a six foot wingspan, and it's supposedly the world's biggest owl. Yeah. Although I read some other things that were like, no, these other ones are bigger. But anyway, this one is said to it lives in Japan, China, and Russia, and it has two main threats: habitat loss and climate change. What? Effects of climate change. That's crazy. Weird. The smallest one is called an elf owl. It's so cute. And the elf owl is a small grayish brown owl about the size of a sparrow found in southwestern U- United States, central Mexico, and the Baja California Peninsula. That's adorable. It's super cute. They also have amazing hearing, and it's largely due to the placement of their ears. They mm-hmm. have asymmetrical placement meaning that their ears are located at different heights on the size of their heads. So they have extra So range. an owl, yeah. So having like, a, you know, like your ears not line up is really cool if you're an owl. So they actually have this ability to detect sound vibrations on varying levels of frequency. Oh. Um, and that really improves their range of hearing. It also allows them to distinguish even the slightest disturbance on the ground floor. Which means like a little mouse, like mm-hmm. walking past a leaf could sound more like a herd of elephants crashing through the brush. Amazing. I wouldn't want to have sound that that keen. good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And then you think like if you live in the forest, that's really great. But right. if the city comes to your forest, that really sucks. I'm wondering if people walking around like jogging. <laughs> Yeah, what yeah, that like sounds like. Right, yeah. It must sound worse, like a pl- like a jet plane or something. Right. Especially people on their phone. Right. <laughs> just oh my god! So then, and it's just like to an owl, they're like, "Oh, I've got to attack a said. <laughs> must murder. make it stop. <laughs> make it end. Yeah. Uh, so they're also zygodactyl. Okay, that has something to do with reproduction, right? No, what it's their it? feet. Oh, their feet. Dactyl. <laughs> D- yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so their feet are designed, and you should know this because you have little I have tiny ones. Too. So two forward-facing toes and two backward-facing toes. Yes, I do remember that. Right? And it's because they can swivel one toe front to back like a thumb, and they can adjust the you know placement so they can clutch your head like a really good clutch yeah 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 and it also gives them secure footing while they roost way up in the trees and in a similar way as an opposable thumb would be an advantage for humans and primates the owls is like really a vital tool for their survival while i'm talking about this i'm like moving my thumb all around (laughs) because i'm like it's like this man one of the really striking features of owls which we talked about are their round eyes I do know a lot about the eyes. So you know that they're not eyeballs. They're not, yeah. They're tubes. And they look like light bulbs. Yeah. The shape of them. Yeah. Because they're supposed to work in low light. Yes. Because owls are actually farsighted. Yeah. So cool. So I took ornithology. Back in the day? Ornithology? Yeah, Yeah, thank you. I'm like, (laughs) ornithology? Didn't they call it ornithology? Ornithologist before, I think. I remember. Yeah, Yeah. there's like, anyway. Okay, so you know me, Oklahoma. (laughs) I can't talk real good. Um, So we learned a lot about eyes and it was really complex. Yeah, super complex. So the owl's eyes are forward facing, which gives them this, the binocular vision, just like 
we have, right? Yeah. yeah. But their eyes are tubular shaped so they can focus on prey from so far away. far away, right? So their eyes are also held into their skull by bony structures called sclerotic rings. Sclero- Perfect. I don't know. How you- anyway, so which so the eyes are actually fixed in place. Right. So they can't like give you side, side eye. eye. Yeah. So the owl that's on that commercial, he I think he gives side eye in it. Yeah. Okay, so that's not real. That's not that's real. That's not anatomically correct. Right. But I get that he's wearing glasses because um, he's farsighted. So this is why we all know that they have this crazy range that they can turn their head. Yeah. Because their eyes are fixed in their skull. Mm-hmm. So it limits, right, their range. Uh, Eye movement. Right. So they can swivel their heads 270 degrees around their body. And they have something like 14, I didn't put it it's in so here, many 14 vertebrae in yeah. their neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they can do that. And they can also look up and down at 90-degree angles without moving their shoulders. Creepy. That's like, like you, it, like, let's say owls went to the chiropractor. They'd be like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> just so much, so satisfying. <laughs> right. The most satisfying cracks. You're like, hi, I'm an owl chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So let's talk about owl pellets, which are another fun thing. My favorite. That's my f- favorite science like, like for lab kids. for kids yeah. is owl pellets. And when I worked at the nature center, uh-huh. we always had owl pellets because there were a bunch of owls that were, they couldn't be re-released. They were like either too injured or whatever. So right. they were there at the nature center. They had these giant enclosures outside and then they would collect the owl pellets. And, you know, the kids loved that. I love it. Just in how many can you find? How many full skeletons can you find in an owl right? pellet? You know, it is pretty cool. It's amazing. So for people who don't know, who yeah. didn't work at a nature center, owls swallow their prey whole in large pieces, but they can't digest the fur, teeth, bones, or feathers, mm-hmm. whatever they're eating. So like other birds, they have two chambers in their stomach. The first chamber, the it's a glandular stomach, and all the digestible parts of the mouse or whatever it is are liquefied Mm. and go there. Yeah. Yummy. Then it passes to the second chamber and it's uh, the gizzard, basically. So the muscular stomach. And it grinds down these hard structures and squeezes them into like, squeezes the digestible food out (laughs) into the intestines. And the remaining of what's left that they can't digest becomes like a pellet that they spit out. Bleh. Cats, same thing. Cats, 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 cats. Fur. It's like a, it's like a fur ball, but with <laughs> yeah, bones in it. But with bones. So they typically expel one <laughs> pellet a day. Yes. And often from the same spot where they're roosting. So you can find if you want to know where the owls are and what they're eating. Look for there the you go. Pellets. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We did this also in college. Yeah. And then and then you just take little tweezers and like a little forcep or something. And you just pull, gently pull apart the hairs and stuff. Yeah. And then you find little bones. And, and then you can see what they're eating. Yeah. And oh, so for scientists, it's great. Oh, it's so amazing. there are some of these, and I think it's the barred owl, which I'll talk about. Is it the barred owl that they like to, one of them likes to eat like amphibians. Oh. And so because their bones are more mushy or yeah. like small Cart- reptiles. Cartil- cartilaginous. Yeah, that they could digest it. So sometimes it's hard to see exactly what they're eating right, because right, they right. actually are able to digest more of it. Right. So they only spit out, I don't know what. <laughs> like <laughs> like maybe part of the skull or something? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two owls that are most likely to turn you into a pellet. 
<laughs> that was my joke. Right That's there. pretty funny. Uh-huh. The the great horned owl. I think I was saying the greater horned owl, but I've great seen, horned owl. Yeah, great it's horned. Fine. It's Whatever. fine. Whatever, you guys. I'm not like an owl expert. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not uh, an owl expert yet? Stop Come on. It. Scientific name is Bubo Virginianus. Boobo. <laughs> Boobo. <laughs> that does sound Getting very like on. Southern. Yeah. Virginianus. Population is nearly four million. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say they're doing okay. But they said it's mostly the US and Canada, but they say that their population is actually decreasing. Ooh. Yeah. So they early naturalists was going way back, mm-hmm. called the great horned owl the winged tiger. Or the tiger of the air, which I think people who have been attacked could probably agree with that. I get it. Because they've got little, little horns. Well, but but it's their hunting skills. Oh, Because they're just, they're just badasses of hunting. They are. And it's a big owl. So second heaviest in North America after the snowy owl. Um, It's also called the hoot owl after it's how it sounds. And they say the hoot sounds like, who's awake? Me too. Who's awake? (laughs) (laughs) You like that? That was really good. I don't know. In Native American folklore and Greek myths, the owl is a symbol of wisdom, helpfulness, and have the powers of prophecy. Mm. Hence the wise old owl. And they say they also have a darker side because they occasionally scare people. They think it's like a horned devil. Like horns on top of its head are actually... Tufts of feather. They're not right. actual horns, horns, but you know, whatever. Close enough. Mythology. And also, they're sometimes called ears, plumicorns. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> but they don't have anything to do with hearing. Um, scientists are not sure exactly why they're there. It's speculated that the tufts help camouflage them in the forest when they're hiding with a, with a bunch of cats. <laughs> they're up there with the cats, <laughs> just lounging. <laughs> I'm They're totally actually cat, cat cat ears yeah. is what they are. They're non-migratory and territorial, mm. preferring to remain within a home range of uh, several hundred acres. So, I mean, you can try to run uh, around their range. Yeah. But it ain't going to happen. So Unless maybe, you're going to go 100 acres right. outside of their territory. So maybe the owl that's in Winnie the Pooh's forest is the only owl because it's a 100-acre wood. Oh, very. Uh-huh. But where's the Unless they overlap? I where's the wife? No need. <laughs> it's like he's over it. Yeah. They favor dense forests near open areas, which is also a place that red tail hawks like to like yeah. to go to. But most other birds and animals are really scared of them because they eat everything. Large insects, amphibians, reptiles, birds, including peregrine fel- falcons, other owls. Like barred owls, geese, and herons. Like, geez. Ooh, a heron? Yeah. They Dang. also like to eat, you know, rod- any kind of rodent, rabbits. They have been known to be the main predator of the skunk. That's kind of, that's kind of punk rock. They give no cares. Yeah. They're like, let it happen. Crows and blue jays really hate them because they often raid their roosts at night. <laughs> and during the day, a resting owl can often be located by watching for noisy and agitated mobs of crows. Oh. They harass it. They, I guess, harass the owls while they're sleeping until it flaps away or moves somewhere else. Okay. That's some, that's like very on brand for yeah, crows. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, get the hell out of here. Just like bald eagles, they nest in late winter, usually December through February. 
same timeline timeline yeah yeah they don't build their own nests they reuse other nests from other large birds like a hawk Smart. I like it. you know what I like it it's it's low energy work smarter uh, not harder yeah it's re reduce reuse recycle that's right a lot of them are on cliff ledges and caves or broken off snags they also pair hoots back and forth with each other while courting and I have mm-hmm. I have some you have some hoots I have some hoots yeah the smaller male can be told by I guess they have like a lower call pairs are monogamous. They stay together uh, or remain in the same territory year after year. Forever in perpetuity. In perpetuity. <laughs> so I guess, you know, that's why I was asking. 100 Acre Wood, where's the where's oh, yeah. his lady friend? Yeah. Well, you know what? He was older, right? Uh, what, what, what was Owl's name? Was his name just Owl? I feel like it was. Right? And it was just like a single owl just yeah. hanging out by himself. I mean. Yeah. But he wasn't like inside a tree, right? I mean, I feel like he wasn't a tree. Why do I remember that he was inside of a tree and he had like a rocking chair? <laughs> Maybe I'm getting him confused with Rue and Rue's I don't mother. Know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, so they're susceptible. So that that's they're susceptible to, of course, habitat loss and also rat and mouse poisons. Oh yeah. So a lot of places have been like, hey, you guys knock it off with the poisons because it's, you know, affecting the owl populations. And they've seen a 27% decline in the U.S. and Canadian populations in recent years, which is... That's no good. That's really bad. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're still in the millions, but it doesn't take long. Yeah, for those numbers to drop down. Yeah. I also wonder if sticky pads are a problem. I mean, I know sticky pads are a problem in general with birds of prey, like any kind of bird. Because, you know, if you put a sticky pad, if a mouse lands on it and then you might discard it outside Mm -hmm. or something like that, then the bird is going to try and get that animal. Yep. They get stuck on the sticky pad. That's why I hate sticky pads. They're not humane. They're terrible. Not a fan. No. All around. Not Don't either. Use them. I mean, when I was trying to catch rats around the chicken coop, I just mm-hmm. used like traps. Yeah. Like snappy traps. Yeah. But the yeah. problem with that is like I had to be really careful to go up like at get them at night and pull mm-hmm. them at night. Because other chickens, like smaller like wild chickens, yeah, could get caught in them. But it didn't ever happen. Yeah. Because actually... But the possibility is there. My husband and I would just go put them up there and then we'd sit outside and drink a glass of wine and just he- <laughs> wait till we heard it like, snappity, snap, snap. And then we'd be like, yeah. Like, we'd go up and get them and then we'd, you know... Amazing. That was oh, it. Even another It happened little, so fast. <laughs> another little side story from that brown tree snake training was I had mentioned that there's like, you know, maybe some rats around in the backyard. Uh-huh. And they were saying like, oh, you should really look for big snakes then. There's, there might be a big snake. Oh, in for sure. Backyard. We have big snakes. Yeah. yeah. Around. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to get my own freaking 900 plus lumens <laughs> headlamp. And I'm going to go catch some snakes in the backyard. Oh, well, I, we've caught them in the fencing around the, the chicken coop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like my chickens would just beat the hell out of them. For sure. Yeah. But for smaller chickens. Nah, you know what we should do? Is we, we should get some owls over here on Guam. Get rid of those snakes. Once and for all. Let's do it. Well, so every time I had little chickens, I w- couldn't put them out for a long time until they got big enough. Right. That they couldn't. Well, be, and I, they still could have been eaten by snakes, but sure, I tried to sure. keep them in a pen. Yeah. But yeah, snakes. Jerks. Mm. Yeah, we need some owls. I mean, honestly, you could train some raptors, right? Like, okay, you just, well, let's you talk just about write that. it into a grant. Okay, let's, let's talk it. about the barred owl, the other one that's going to attack your head. So they're dark-eyed, which is mm. makes it... That's one thing, that one way you would know. Because like there's not too many that are really dark-eyed. A lot of them like have a like shark? yellow. 
Like yes. A, <laughs> like black dead eyes. eyes. Dead black eyes staring at you. Right. They have, a, they say scaled breasts with striped belly. Hmm. So I guess just look it up, but they're, yeah, they're yeah. really pretty. So they're almost as big as the great horned owl, but they have, they're lighter, different markings and no horns, devil horns. That makes sense. And the great horned owl is way more aggressive. So they actually will eat these guys. So barred owls tend to like avoid them at all costs. That's what I was saying. If you ran around with one of those on your head. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like not going near it. Yeah, they Not wouldn't. But I wonder if other horned owls would be like attacking you because they're like, what's up? What are you doing in my territory? What? What's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> they just jump on it. It deflates on your head. And you're like, ah. <laughs> just like <laughs> attacking your deflated owl hat. Yeah. There's only a, a few other North American owl species that have dark eyes like them, like the spotted owl, which is, you know, the mm-hmm. famous spotted owl. And there's a tiny... Flamulated, <laughs> flamulated that, owl. That sounds like like a little like flatulated or something. <laughs> oh, flamulated yeah, owl. Yeah, yeah. It's in the western pine forest, and also the barn owl mm. has dark eyes. Yeah, they also barred owls let out these. They're they're like the real like really they really do the whole thing. Yeah, and they, I like how they talked about it because it's often phrased as. Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you? Like, it's like, that's what it sounds like. Because they have this, like, series of eight who's that, like, back to back. <laughs> so they call them an eight, ho- eight hooter. Eight hooter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just, like, boobs. Just, it just eight It boobs. makes me think of that one time that I went to Hooters. <laughs> oh, I've been to Hooters. Actually, I've been to Hooters a few times. Yeah. I mean, the wings are not that bad. I just went with some friends. It's they're cheap. like, let's go to Hooters. And I was yeah. like, but why? And they're like, because let's just go. It's cheap. It's good. It's good. Like, you know, when you're young, bar food kind of, you know, what but I mean? it's also it's I felt cheap. like so like weird about it. Uncomfortable. Like, I was like, wow, you're just you're just here to show off your body. And maybe. it made me very uncomfortable. But for the waitresses, well, I yeah. was like, yeah, 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 like you're that's the whole point of this. I feel like I'm like maybe if they want to work at Hooter, you know, if they're like, I want to work here. Yeah. I'm going to get I have a hot enough body to like do it. Yeah. You know, and they know how to hula hoop. And they, well, yeah. And like that, that's fine. Whatever. But I mean, I think if they're forced to do anything they don't want to do, then it's not OK. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. It's yeah. For, for sure a choice. But I also like I maybe because I went there. Yeah. I was like, this is not my ch- I would not choose to go here. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't be like, I'm going to go work at Hooters. <laughs> no, just to go there. Oh, just, just to, go to patronize. Eat there? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, don't I think there are certain places like this is getting really off topic. Of so off topic. <laughs> like we're talking about owls, and then we went to Hooters, which is like also a thing they do, right? Yeah. Isn't is there is there an owl on the Hooters thing? It's the eyes. It's supposed to be like boobs. Did you not know that? I did, but is it? It's an but owl. not the real Hooters. Is it? Is it in the sign of Hooters yeah, yeah, yeah. that there's yeah. the owl? Yeah. Oh, the the O's. That's how much I haven't really are the eyes of the owl. Paid much attention to Hooters, but it's like boobs. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's right. it's a. Got I you. think it's a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> a double entendre. That's been a long time. Okay, so <laughs> but they actually make a different call when they're mating. Yeah, it's like a hoo hoo hoo. <laughs> That's how it's written out, but it doesn't wow. sound like that. Wow. I'll, I'll play it for you. Do they also have like a guitar? <laughs> Uh, so 
Yeah, I'll play some of those because it doesn't sound anything like that. Although they call year round, their mm-hmm. courtship begins in February, which is when people are starting to get nailed in the head. Mm-hmm. And breeding occurs between March and August. Uh, they also mate for life uh, and maintain the same territories, which I think that's, I love it when there are animals that mate for life. Yeah. I just it's think nice. it's really sweet. Anyway, they often also nest in cavities abandoned by hawks, crows, or squirrels. Uh-oh. The male brings food to the female while she's on the nest. Dig it. They're widespread in North America and take up most of the eastern half from Florida, like all the way north to southern Canada. Mm-hmm. But I guess they've been moving further and further to the west, which has caused a concern with them because they will compete and also hybridize with the northern spotted owl, which is threatened. Right. And just to talk about the northern spotted owl, there's the population is sitting at 15,000 and is decreasing. Mm. So this is their habitat is the mature old growth forest in Northern California, Pacific Northwest and British Columbia. And we all know I in feel the like, 90s, 80s, yeah. 90s, there was like... <laughs> I feel like any any biologist who grew up in America, maybe even the world... Or uh, for well, sure, continental U.S. If they were alive know. during that time. Yeah, during that time. It was like all you could talk about. That's all. And, and But I feel like anybody that went to school for conservation oh, for or sure. biology, you, for this sure. is like a case It's like study. that in the black-footed ferret. Everybody knows mm-hmm. those two cases. Yeah. So yeah. basically, they wanted to conserve millions of acres. I mean, it was just like a lot of back and forth. Loggers. But they wanted to conserve millions yeah. of acres of this old growth forest. And the loggers were like, you're going to kill us because we're going to lose our jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went into the White House when Clinton was president and put a bunch of like black reeds and coffins. Every- right. I mean, it was really dramatic, right? And I feel like that's the time that everybody was chaining themselves to trees, right? And like, there were some people that they and- cemented themselves. Yes. And like to couches around the area to right. protect the fort. There was all kinds of crazy stuff happening. Man, late eighties, early nineties. What, what a time to what be <laughs> an environmentalist. I feel like no phone in sight. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's recording any of this shit. Like I, I feel like yeah. I that time in my life, I uh-huh. was like, I am gonna get a set of plaid shirts. I'm going to go live in the Pacific Northwest and I'm going to tie myself to a tree to save all these animals. <laughs> like that was for sure a, a thought that I had when I was in like middle school. I remember being hit up by activists and Greenpeace oh, yeah. and they're like, you should join us. And I was like, you know, I just don't have that thing in me. Whatever it is. <laughs> the, the like get on to a sh- Yeah. Like, I just don't. Like I'm not very combative. I'm very like yeah. I, I just like, can everybody just get along? Can we all just work it out? Right. Let, let's I'm a bad a I'm a bad activist. Like I just don't I just don't have that personality. Unless it's about orcas. And then you're gonna murder some people. Yeah, but even that I would be like, that really makes me sad. Right. And right, then I'd right, be like, right. can we find a way to make it better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm way too diplomatic. I just I have to say I I do like that there was a change in the tide from like militant environmentalists to like Give us your money to help these species. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, honestly. I also, I feel you. I like, feel let's you find that. all the bazillionaires to buy mm-hmm. up forests and conserve, conserve them. For, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Preserve it. Like, yeah. let's, that's the way. Yeah. Spend all your money. Restructure to policy. Move uh, these, right. you know, captured whales back to their yeah. habitat. Habitat. Thank you. Their yeah. homes. Their homes. Their Yay. 90 year old moms are waiting for them. Good God. Anyway. So, where was I? Okay. Yeah. So, that was the whole thing that. If you're spotted young owl. and you don't know, go read about it. Really interesting. So northern spotted owls are known as indicator species for old growth forests, meaning that 
you know, biologists or scientists study them to get a bigger picture of the health of the ecosystem. And included with marbled murelets. I remember when they were my friends that ended up in Guam were doing murelets yeah. surveys. Oh, that's cool. The late 90s. And some other birds. So this is this owl is one of three spotted owl subspecies. It's listed as threatened right now, but it could be increased to being endangered soon. It's still in decline. And I guess that's because there's these reserve areas and, and there's been critical habitat designated to help recover the populations. But monitoring reports say that their habitat restoration efforts on public lands are working. But unfortunately, the northern spotted owl numbers continue to decline at a rate of 2.9% per year due to logging on private lands and reduced breeding success with comp- due to competition with barred owls. Eee which is because they're more aggressive mm-hmm. than these other little guys. So anyway, good times. Follow Spotted that. Owls. <laughs> okay. So here's some fun facts for your next party. Yes. When you're like standing there At awkwardly the with your drink and you don't know what to say. You're and like, like your, your chicken wing from Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> with your Hooters shirt on because you love owls. Yeah. And you didn't realize that it's <laughs> boobs. It's boobs. And you're like, did you know? Did, did you know that owl's legs are hidden? <laughs> they actually have really long legs, but they're hidden under their... I think there's like a yeah. like a TikTok thingy about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, if you look at their legs, like you lift up their, their skirt of <laughs> feathers. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's it's, so un- weird. it's freakishly long. <laughs> it's so creepy. Yeah, and it's so they can drop their legs down during flight and grab your skull. So... There's that. Here's another one. Skull grabbers. An owl's eye color indicates their hunting preferences. So their eye color is an evolutionary trait, allows them to blend in with their surroundings when they're hunting. So owls with dark brown eye color indicates that they prefer to hunt at night. Mm. And if they have orange eyes, they're actively hunting during twilight. And yellow means that they're diurnal so they can... Go either way. Oh. They're like... they Like during the day. They can hunt during the day. Stay active during the day. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I cool. just always think of owls as being ex- exclusively night. But you're right. Yeah. If you... Ch- yeah. So look at the color. Because mm. think about barn owls, right? Right. That have dark eyes. And it's they only... Nighttime. Only yeah. nighttime. Like fully dark night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another one. Owls feed their strongest children first. So when the male brings the food... The female will tear it up into little pieces and feed it to the babies, but they prioritize feeding the strongest one first. Uh, so if there's a lack of food, then the the weakest will starve. You gotta love those parents, right? <laughs> there's so many in the animal Pref- kingdom. Preferences. They're like preferential treatment. To yeah. Like, I feel like hyenas were like that too. But I mean, it's very, it makes sense. Yeah. You got to make sure that they sure. the strong you, ones this survive. Is the, you're like putting your money in the best pot. Yes. Really. Yeah. I mean. What if we betting, did that with our kids? <laughs> you're betting on the best I'm horse. Like, I'm like, you guys, it's time for your arm wrestling contest. <laughs> which one of you is stronger? Who's getting dinner tonight, you guys? <laughs> Fight for it. One, two, three, go. But back to barn owls, they eat an average of a thousand mice per year. That's a lot of mice. Yeah. So a lot of people love them because yeah. they're a great form of pest control. 100%. Yeah. They can, on average, eat around 12 mice per night. That's Man. what we need. We, just we need, some, need some owls here. Yes. That's it. 
Also, did you know owls can swim? That's like, a punch bowl one. Be like, did you know owls can swim? <laughs> and then people just like, wow, really? And they walk away. Yeah, they just walk away. I have seen bald eagles swimming before. We're talking about owls right but now, man. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Owls. Tell me about how owls swim. No, I did not. Although they rarely do so. They can yeah. they can swim through water, but they, I mean, they don't like to. It's not graceful, I'm it's sure. It's not cool because they have no means of defense in the water. Right. But I mean, if they, if there's like a nice looking frog right there. You got to do it. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Harry Potter. His <laughs> owl, Hedwig, oh, is yeah. a snowy owl. R.I.P. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the worst. The, the worst moment. When that happened, that's when you're like, fuck you, Voldemort. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, that's when you're just like, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, that enough like is that, enough. That was, I had the same feeling when I was watching Game of Thrones, you know, and just everybody's being murdered. Like, I had the exact same feeling. When they you killed know, like, the wow, wolf. I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so in the movie, the owl is a female, but all the actors that played her are males. Oh, wow. And there were actually seven different owls wow. that were used. But one of the one of the owls playing Hedwig was also the very first cast member to be chosen. So like before they even chose the kids. They were like, we gotta get this owl right. I mean, that's smart. Yeah. It's really smart. Yeah. So also Harry Potter, I guess that series made owls very popular, which led to a problem of people wanting them as pets. Oh, no. And several, it's, you can't do it in the it's U.S. It's like Japan but in other, and the raccoons. Yeah. Especially in Indonesia. Oh. Yeah. So hundreds of species were caught from the wild to be sold as pets. Luckily, that kind of died out around 2010-ish. Of all the animals to have as a pet... Like, no, I'm so, sorry, a, any kind of like bird of prey, I don't think so. I, exactly. You, you're going to get hurt. And they would probably put them in those little round, I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> just like a giant, just a giant bird, just who can claw your face off. Yeah. Ugh. I just feel sorry for them. Yeah. I bet a, a lot of them died oh, for sure. in the process. Also, next fun fact. Owls are incredibly difficult to train. <laughs> a lot of pet owners who tried right. found it very difficult, mainly due to their nocturnal nature, which makes them less active during the day. Right. So they're just like, I'm sleeping. Can you just back off? <laughs> Get out of your, here. With all your orders. Yeah. Telling me what to do with my life. It's, I mean, that's also another, just so many cat traits here because they wake up at night and they're like, okay, I'm ready to train, you know. Like, Incredibly difficult to train. Cats. <laughs> cats. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have to have a certain kind of cat who's willing to be trained. Yeah. They have to have a very, I think that per certain personality I think that I'd have some to, cats can have. Yeah. I have to tell all of my cats like, hey, I want to train one of you. And then they would have to have a meeting about it. <laughs> right. And someone's going to draw the short straw. And that's going to be that cat. They'll be like, fine. It's me. It would be Milo. But would, he just wouldn't remember anything. No, from day that's to day. the problem. His retention is low. Yeah, very low. <laughs> so in ancient Greek, owls were considered symbols of wisdom mm -hmm. and focus. And that belief continued to modern practice. In modern behavioral science, it's believed that those who stay up at night are called night owls, right? right? I mean, yeah. And the research also found that these people tend to be more intelligent than early birds. Okay, that's rude. Early right. bird gets the worm. That's, that's rude. That's rude. Because I'm an early bird, 100%. It makes me really sad. <laughs> but what no. if I'm what if I'm just a day owl? I'm a I'm, I'm a day owl, okay? With your yellow eyes, <laughs> my yellow eyes. Also in Greek mythology, the owl Athena is commonly found on the shoulder 
of the goddess. Mm-hmm. According to lore, this owl revealed the truth of the world to Athena. It's just like uh, it's just, yeah, the goddess what's of wisdom. The, what the movie Clash of the Titans? Oh yeah, <laughs> remember the little robotic yeah. owl yeah. <laughs> with like clock parts? Do you I have freaking clock parts? loved that as a kid. Yeah, yeah, it was the best. That movie, I watched it like a hundred times as a kid. I don't. I think I've seen it like three times. And <laughs> well, my I remember... mom really liked it. So every time I came on, we would watch it. <laughs> You're like, we're watching it now. Yeah. I think like that's that's going to be my son 20 years from now. He's going to be like, God, we watch Spaceballs a lot. <laughs> He's going to be like Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. In South Africa, owls symbolize death and witchcraft because they have, you know, nocturnal habits mm-hmm. that makes them seem creepy. Many ancient beliefs are assigned to owls as pets of servants of witches and sorcerers, which is yeah. kind of like Harry yeah. Potter esque. Familiars, yeah. Right, right. I mean, they're very Halloween y, like we said. Yeah. In traditional medicine, body parts from owls are often used as a common ingredient. Mm. Eye of owl. Did you see that TikTok where the guy was like acting like <laughs> it was like he he just found out that eye of newt was actually just like mustard seeds? <laughs> and he was dressed as like a peasant dancing around, putting like I have newt and everything. It was kind of hilarious. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. The ancient Egyptians believed that owls protected the spirits of the dead. Hmm. So to them, the owl held great significance in their culture. In ancient times, the owl was believed to be a guardian of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, Egyptians believe that the owl could protect the soul of the deceased and those who cross over to the underworld. I like it. I like that one. They, um, the protection was that they would uh, rip the scalps off anybody. Right? <laughs> Coming, yeah. And then Wardaman tribe, it's a small group of indigenous Australians that live in the southwest portion of the Northern Territory of Australia. Got it. Believe that owls created the world. Wait, what? Yeah. That's a good creation story. I, I'm i into that. All right. So I have a, one more kind of like Lori kind of thing. Yeah. So this one is about... This one is so creepy, actually. And it's actually... this. It's called The Creepy Mexican Legend of La Lechuza. It's basically La Lechuza started centuries ago, and it's rooted in Mexico in the Texano folklore. And legend has it that Lechuza was a witch who was exposed for practicing the devil's magic. Um, And the townsfolk brought out their pitchforks, and they were like, nope, nope. And so they murdered her. And to enact her revenge, she came back as a creepy, scary owl, because Lechuza means owl in English. So basically, she's a huge owl lady who likes to kill people. (laughs) Oh, my God. And there's actually some movies about it, which I've like, I mean, Lechuza. I don't know. Are they in are they in Spanish or are they in English? I don't know. We should look it up. I feel like either way they're gonna be entertaining. Right. So some describe her as a creature as large as seven feet tall with a 15 foot foot wingspan with a face of an old woman. Others describe it as a small bird with a face of an old woman. You're not getting out of the old woman face. <laughs> yeah. This is why we don't want to age, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. Can we just be old ladies and not be like a hag? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> this is why Madonna has so much plastic surgery. <laughs> Maybe that's the creepy old woman face. Because I mean, Madonna is technically an old woman, yeah, and she does have a creepy face now. Now she does. Like <gasps> she's she pretty. So why doesn't she just like keep her just face? age? Like, look at Meryl Streep. Yeah, just age. Come on. I mean, 
Anyway, so she only comes out at night. I feel like I'm talking about Madonna only comes out at night. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty common, right? So perches on trees, looks for people to kill. If you hear a bird screech at night, it's an omen that La Lucenza is out and looking for her next meal. (laughs) Here's the creepy thing. She poses as a baby. Oh, no. (laughs) Once she sees a target, she disguises her voice like a baby's and will cry outside your door waiting to pounce on you and swoop you away forever. I am not into animals that sound like babies. But it's not an animal. It's a hag, witch. It's an animal, witch, owl hybrid. Uh, she is known to be able to carry full-grown men with her talons. Dang. Right? So... She lifts. She's strong. She's she, really strong. She does not skip like they are. She'll also whistle outside your window. Nope. 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 Yeah. I used to have some nightmares about things outside my window. I don't like this. She can also run you off the road when you're driving. That's mm. not cool. Oh, and don't shoot her. Because if you try to shoot her, you'll end up dead. That's like, just... That's just, just like a thing. thing. Yeah, oh, okay. it's a thing. It's just very short to the point. Don't try to shoot. But or like, you'll could die. you shoot anything? Like, is it just like it, you shoot like bow and arrow or I don't know. any kind of shooting? I feel like if you try to kill her, then that's it. What if you're shooting craps and one of them hits her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if you stupid. dream about her, someone in your family will die. She might come to warn you of bad things to come. Oh man, Jen! Somehow this is going to end up in my dream, and I'm going to be all creeped out by it. <laughs> Okay, so this is how you can get rid of her. If you find out that you have a La Lechuza in your life, there are a few ways to get rid of them. You can drive them away with salt, or you can try screaming and cursing at it. You know, what I've learned from the years of living my life is that I should just always have a giant thing of salt with me. Yeah. Wherever. It always like, works. It's useful. It's uh, for some cleaning ran- Some things. crystals. I've heard ammonia around the house, some incense. Perfect. Yeah. But they say you shouldn't interact with her. So I don't think, I think the salt would be the way to go. Because if Mm -hmm. you interact with her, then you're going to die. You're asking for it. Yeah. You're already asking for it. So now is a fun time after we've told some scary stories. I'm going to play some bird uh, or uh, owl sounds. And tell me who you think it is. Oh, man. Okay, you ready? Okay. Is that the is that the great horned owl? Nope. No. Nope. I'll play that a little bit more. They're just like shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. It's eight. Oh, is it the barred owl? Yeah, and I guess this is the mating. <laughs> That's what it said. Let's go with some more. That was it. That was it. Yeah, that's the barred owl. They sound kind of like. I mean, it's like I've heard owls before, right? I feel like when you when they're in movies, it's they're more dramatic or something. Yeah, totally. Here's another one. This I feel like I've heard a lot. All I can hear are the crickets. Is it kind of soft in the background? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I can kind of hear it. So like the whole time I was working on this story or this, I my notes, I would just let that play in the background because it was something very soothing about it. It is soothing. It yeah. it feels very like magical. That's the great horned. Like, nice. Yeah. Low key. Low key. You know why? Because they're the badasses. Usually people who are like that, they're, you know, low key. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. <laughs> like it's la chusa, la chusa, la chusa. Very different. That's pretty good. That's the barn owl. That's yeah. It's pretty good. That's why they're super creepy because you can't see them. And they then swoop like, silently, and then they're like. <laughs> <laughs> also, it sounds like a little bit of a trill in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. That's nice. Good job. Those are great. So finally. And this is going to lead to our organization to support. Nearly 33% of the world's owl populations are endangered or at risk. Mm. Like all the things. Because we're just womp, we're just trashing up the earth as we go. Yeah. Climate change. We're like bringing, we're bringing in climate change. We're throwing plastics, cutting down forests. Being jerks. Being jerks. That's how we roll. Someday the earth will just eat us up and it'll regrow. The earth will just grab us like those evil spirits <laughs> from, from ghosts. <laughs> from ghosts. <laughs> we'll be making pottery and then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Organization to support. I chose a really low key, small nonprofit, but also was rated highly on. Charity Navigator? Yes. It's the Owl Research Institute oh, at cool. owlresearchinstitute.org. Ari. O-R-I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, So they are, like I said, a small nonprofit based out of Montana. They conduct long-term research on owls, their prey species, and their relationship to the habitat. They also use the data to help maintain viable populations. They collaborate on strategic projects, educate the public, provide research data to land management agencies and conservation partners. So... The, and if you read through their site, they're like, we keep our staff really small. They work out of like a barn in Montana. That's amazing. And they keep a small staff so it's more manageable. Right. Um, they say it's harder during like busy field seasons, but they figure it out. Also, you should check out the American Bird Conservancy page, which is where those sounds came from. Oh, nice. You can just search any bird. And they'll get any bird is in there? Any bird. They're all there. It's fun because you can pull it up and it's just like a page about them. It's not crazy. Yeah. And then their sounds. That's fun. Yeah. So that is it, Megan. I feel like we already really enjoyed your, yeah, this uh, story. That's great. Yeah. Well, so here on Guam, people get swooped all the time by drongos. Black drongos, yeah. We talked, we've talked about it before. So good. It's, it's so, so because good. Because people don't get injured from yeah. it, no, but, it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of videos. And and there's always some like online commentary, you know, like people asking for advice on how to get away. <laughs> and some people are like, oh, put googly eyes on your ha- your hat or like... Uh, some people were saying put ties. Uh, what are those? Like the... Not twist ties, but zip the ties? zip ties. Yeah. That sticks up. So instead of getting your hat or your head, they'll kind of grab at the, the, zip tie. <laughs> the zip tie. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it, I've heard that if if you're they're if you're looking at them, they won't swoop down on you. But like you can't look up and run at the same time. No, and then Just they're like, gonna like they're gonna tear your eyes out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, owls. I mean, I feel like we already kind of if we're talking about an emergency preparedness kit item. We we, we kind of did. I feel like we're already there, right? An yeah. inflatable inflatable great horned owl 
on your head. Oh, yeah. And this is the time I'm going to Google what that thing was as a kid. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Okay. So it doesn't even have a name. It's just 1980s inflatable head costume. But I showed Megan the pictures. Yeah. And I actually, you know, because I had some masks as a kid, you know, for... Halloween, Halloween. Mm-hmm. and you couldn't breathe. It was so no. sweaty, so and, uncomfortable. And like the mouth hole they put on there is like one little tiny hole. Yeah, just not cool. Yeah. So this was great because it just like the basically the face was on top of your head right. as a blow up. And then like, your just head was in the neck. And like what's wrong with that? Yeah. It's like totally where, fine. why did that end? Right. I was, that's I, I pretty agree. cool. I like that. And also, I like that you'd be able to find somebody in a crowd. <laughs> exactly. Because it makes you like a solid foot taller. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we go inflatable, great horned owl. Yeah. Decoy. Decoy hat. Decoy hat. Yeah. There we go. I like it. Perfect. And I always love our inflatable things. Oh, yeah. They're, they're easy to pack. Into That's the right. Well, and now you could get the kind that like blows the air in it. Oh, yeah. Just like- constant. It like keeps your head cool, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you're running and you're in Guam... Not right? that you would need one because there are no owls, but I'm just saying. I mean, it would probably drongos. work for the drongos. Yeah, yeah, yeah for It'd sure. Definitely work. What a great story! I enjoyed that very much, Jen. Thank you very much. And I hope anybody out there doesn't get uh, attacked by owls. an owl. But if you have yeah. been attacked by an owl, let us know. Let us know your story. Hopefully, Tell us your story. Yeah, hopefully you were okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, any pets? Hopefully they're okay. Yeah, I was. I was talking about it in that episode, the beaver episode, when we talked about this. That my dog. We were, I was out with her at kind of dusk, like mm-hmm. throwing a ball around in this park and there's trees all around. And I kept seeing something swoop over her <laughs> and it was, a, it was an owl. Yeah. And I just grabbed her like, let's go. We have to leave now. <laughs> could see them just carrying my dog off. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's happening? Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, thanks, Megan. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jen. You're Gonna Die Out There is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. Yay. Uh, all of this is possible because of an amazing group of Nature Nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you're gonna die out there.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick-ass sticker. You just have to send us your mailing address. I will do it if I forget. Hey, if you left us a review and I didn't send you a sticker, send us an email. Let me know. Just let me know. Uh, also, we would love to hear from you. We get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions. A lot. We kind of steal them. All the time. Yeah, Um, because they're so good. So if you would like to do that, go to our website. We have a contact page at you're going to die out there.com or an email, you're going to die out there at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And until next time, don't die out there. Bye. Bye.